How's everybody doing tonight? Wonderful job. Thank you, praise team. You brought us right into the throne room. Thank God. Father, we thank you for your presence tonight. I thank you that you quicken your people. You help them. You cause them, Father, to triumph in every situation. Thank you, Lord, for answers to long-standing questions, anointing to break and destroy yokes of every kind in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm going to do the best I can to not blow everybody away tonight. I've got way too many notes. I like what my media person said when I handed her the note. She goes, oh, she didn't know it was me. Oh, it looks like Pastor Mark's pre- uh, Tom's preaching tonight. <laughs> and then and turn off, oh, it was me. Like, oh, oh, it's okay. I know I'm loved. Turn off your cell phones, okay. <laughs> turn off your cell phones, folks. Uh, we're going to talk tonight about the fact that the best is yet to, yet to come. Better days, glory days. The best is yet to come. Amen. Lord, thank you for your anointing on your word. Thank you for your precious people. I thank you for a spirit of faith, a spirit of hope that has us preparing for the greater glory that you're manifesting in your body and the earth today. Thank you, Lord God, that there is greater glory. Help us to see in your word what we see, what we need to see tonight. In Jesus' name, bless those that have come. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I looked it up, and have you ever heard the term glory days? Uh, I tried to find it in some of the old-time dictionaries, the standards, and I couldn't really find it very much. But what I did find it is in something called the Urban Dictionary. Now, I can't purport what that is. I can't say it's good or bad, but it seemed to fit the, the need for tonight. Let me, let me define for you what culture around us, pop, pop culture, defines glory days as. It's a certain time where you reminisce about the good old days. Everybody say good old days. When everything was easy, you didn't have any worries in the world, no bills, no debts, nothing. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I don't know if there were any glory days like that. Anyway, something to look back to and think, man, I miss them days, going down nostalgia lane, and so forth and so on. In other words, memories that you feel, uh, uh, that, that you look back on and you say, now those were the days. That was the dream team, or that was the dream job, or that was the, the dream... Uh, situ- the dream house, you know, and uh, folks, there there is a little there's a great problem with that with that uh, philosophy. Uh, in fact, it's it's so horrible that we're going to hit it head on tonight. Somebody said, "Amen." Popular this this popular doctrine, which is what it is, it's a doctrine, a way of life, a way of thinking. Uh, it purports that that life was best as it was and it will never be that good again and the best that you can do right now since it cannot be superseded is is that you're to live your life basking in and reliving the past something that happened way back when all right everybody with us so far this is straight from the pit of hell as if the good old days is all as good as it gets. Like when you were 16 years old. Oh, to be 16 years old again. Oh, to be 23 or to be 36 or 45 or 51 or 63 again. Oh, those were the days. And then as if to purport that after that, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> you know, for the world, listen, for the world, that's true. But for the Christian, is completely off. 
not for you and not for me. It's, it, this is completely off. Not for the redeemed, not for the blood-bought, not for covenant people of God. The belief is unscriptural, completely contrary. I've got a word straight from the Lord for tonight. I trust it will encourage you tonight. And it is that the best is yet to, to come. Better days and glory days. Would you turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. You see, in God, uh, there is a progression upward and an advancement and an increasing, and there is a, 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 if you could call it progress, improvement. That's how, when you're walking in God, that's part of our covenant. We go from one degree of glory to the next. Amen. You're supposed to go from one degree of light to a greater degree of light. From one degree of strength to another degree of strength. Amen. Uh, So anyway, let's go ahead and read this. Uh, First of all, let's start with whose idea is it of God's progress and growth and increase and improvement and all these things that tomorrow can be better than yesterday. Where does that come from? Well, it comes from the heart of God. Look at Jeremiah 29, 11 says this in the God's Word translation. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace and not disaster. Plans to give you a future filled with hope. Friends, we are surrounded with people talking about going off of a cliff, that disaster is looming, that uh, we're having a, a complete and total meltdown uh, in one way or another. But see, that's not part of our covenant. Hello, somebody. Somebody say amen. It's very clear that the human spirit needs hope to survive. You need to know, God wants you to know, that you can be and you will be better off tomorrow than you were yesterday. Generations in America fueled their efforts. They got out of bed in the morning. Moms went to factories. Dads delivered papers and did whatever it took to get their kids to college because they believed in this earthly hope, not even talking about godly hope, that things are going to be better for my kids. They're going to be better off than I am. And for a long time, friends, that was true. A lot of hard work went into it. A lot of moms and dads, they really, and grandpas and grandmas, they really sacrificed to give their kids and their grandkids something better to look forward to. Somebody said amen. Amen. But in case you haven't noticed, those days have slipped away. (laughs) Because... Kids today, I mean, it used to be you go to college and then you're going to automatically have a really awesome job. People with PhDs are flipping hamburgers, friends. They're at the unemployment line today. So our confidence and faith for better days and our hope for what we have to accomplish in the earth is not from the earth. You can't get it from the earth. It comes from heaven. The promotion, it comes from heaven. The callings, the enablings, the anointings that enable you to operate in this kind of degree of increase that we're about to talk to about tonight. It is not born in the classroom. Hello. It is given from above. It's one of the good and perfect gifts from above. Look at this. God's got a plan for you, friends. 2013 is going to be an awesome year for you. 
I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace and not disaster, to give you a future filled with hope. Amen, somebody. And I'm going to go ahead and begin to define that hope. That hope is that it shall be well with you. You're going to be able to fulfill your course. That you'll be able to be blessed and be a blessing. That whatever's going on around us is not going to swallow us up and destroy us. That we're going to be able to rise above When everybody else is disappointed, you don't have to be disappointed. When everybody else is going, is being burned up, you and I are going to walk through fire. I'm reminded of a story of a jetliner that went down and uh, the fuselage was filled with flames. And there was a believer that would, would be quoting Psalm 91. And as the flames burst out, They walked down the center and they saw an opening and people all around them, their flesh was melting, burning. This isn't very pleasant. It's just rated PG. (laughs) PG-13. They were obscenities, people swearing and cursing in their last moments. But this person walking in the 91st Psalm, they walked right through the fire and found the little opening in the jet and walked out of that. How did that happen? Because they were able to walk through the fire. There's a promise that you shall walk through the fire and you shall not be burned. When you go through the waters, they shall not overflow you. Everybody's getting drowned today. Not me. I am not drowning today. I'm not drowning financially. I'm not going to drown emotionally. I'm not drowning in my marriage. I'm not drowning. How about you? It's part of your covenant. God's got good plans for you. God's got plans for churches that call on the name of Jesus. Look at Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. You and I need hope to survive. We feed on that, that things will be better. And don't let anybody talk you out of that because your creator made you that way. We have been created in the image and the likeness of God. And he put the desire in us to improve. Not to go down, but to go up. Amen. Look at this Proverbs 13 and verse 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I'm in the New King James Version. But when desire comes, it's the tree of life. Do you know what deferred means? When there is deferred payment or a deferred bill or a deferred motion in court, that means that whatever action was going to take take place, they pushed it off into the future and they pushed it off. What this is saying that for many people, when... Things that you're expecting to come to pass, when they get pushed away and pushed away, your heart begins to sag. Amen. Satan's job, he's in in the earth today trying to delay and to hinder what you're supposed to do. And things that God's trying to get to you. He's like the chief deferrer. He's trying to defer things from happening. How do you know that he can't stop God? And if you and I won't side in with him and will refuse to settle for less, we won't go down, we'll go up. We won't get duller, we'll get sharper. We won't get darker, we'll get brighter. We won't get poorer, we'll get richer. Come on, somebody. We won't get sadder, we'll get happier. Hallelujah. He's the glory and the lifter of your head. Look at disappointment. Uh, I'm going to read this in the Message Bible. Same scripture, Proverbs 13, 12. They could put it up for you. Disappointment. Look at this. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heartsick, but a sudden good break can turn life around. 
What about disappointment? Let's look at that word. Disappoint. To fail to fulfill the hopes or the expectations of someone. Disillusionment. Basically, the enemy comes to you as the deferrer and the disillusioner. He says, hath God really said? It's the same trick from back in Genesis. The same thing that he told Eve when he said to her. He said, hath God really said this? Listen, when God's promising you something, His promises are yes and amen. We're living by the Word of God. We're not wishing here. There's not a plan B in case you didn't notice. You, you're either on the Word or you're, you're, you're sunk. I don't know that some of you got that. Look, everything around us is in meltdown, okay? The government's in meltdown. The dollars in meltdown. Schools are even our 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 schools are in meltdown. Everything is meltdown. The social structure is melting, but not you, not the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against her. Amen. All right, I'm trying not to get preachy tonight, so we can get through some things. You see, the enemy comes to you to try to bring disappointment to you, to let you, to help you, to make you to think that God has failed you. He's failed to fulfill the hope that you have. You need hope as a human being that things are going to get better. Is that right? Yeah. Here, I'll read this because it states pretty well. Prevent or hopes, uh, prevent hopes or expectations from being realized. He's trying to th- smoke screen it and make it think like it's never going to happen. You're never going to reconcile with your kids. You're never going to get healthy. You're never going to get strong. The glory days are behind you. Lies! I said he's a liar! Let me read to you 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6 in the Amplified Version. For thus it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a chosen, honored, precious chief's cornerstone. And he who believes in him, we're talking about Jesus, who adheres to him, who trusts in him and relies on him, shall what? Never. I need to say that real loud. Shall what? Never be disappointed or put to shame. Shall never be disappointed. God's word translation, I'll go through these quickly. God's word translation is, whoever believes and relies in Jesus, whoever believes in him will not worry. Listen to this one, New Living Translation. Whoever believes and adheres to him need never be shaken. How about the Amplified Bible? Whoever believes, trusts, relies in Him, adheres to that stone, will not be ashamed or give way to, uh, uh, or hasten away or have in sudden panic. I mean, have you noticed people are panicking all around us? I mean, they're not even trying to be cool anymore. <laughs> they're totally losing their composure. It's in a state of absolute, slide down, raw panic. But not you and not me. We're not panicking because we believe in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Look what Job 5.21 and through 26 says. Just a few verses. I'll look at these. You shall be hidden from the scourge of the tongue. Neither shall you be afraid of destruction when it come, comes at destruction and famine. You shall laugh. Wow, really? Isn't that disrespectful? No, it's not. It's scriptural. (laughs) Neither shall you be afraid of living creatures of the earth. I want to read this in the Message Bible. Listen, in famine, he'll keep you from starving. 
in war from being gutted by the sword. You'll be protected from vicious gossip. Thank God for that. And live fearless through any catastrophe. Is this for real? Is that too good to be true? Somebody said no. No, it's not too good to be true. You'll live fearless through any catastrophe. You'll shrug off disaster and famine, stroll fearlessly amid wild animals. You'll be on good terms with rocks and mountains. Animals will become your good friends and so forth. Uh, You'll know that your place on earth is safe. Amen. You'll look over your goods and find that nothing is amiss. That sounds like nothing is missing, nothing broken. You'll see your children grow up. Thank God. Somebody said, thank God. They need to grow up. Your family, lovely and lissom as an orchard grass. You'll arrive at your grave at a ripe with many good years like sheaves of gold, grain at harvest. God will fulfill the number of your days. Better days are ahead, friends. There is a time to rehearse past victories but, and, and so forth. And, and, and there's also a time to look away from the past. Listen. Uh, Good days or otherwise, and look ahead. And this is what we want to talk about tonight. Better days are ahead. Will you turn with me to Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19? We're in the King James Version. Let's look ahead a little bit. I appreciate the spirit of faith and the spirit of hope as we're preparing ourselves and we're launching into 2013. Notice what it says here. Remember not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a what? A new thing. It shall spring forth, and shall you not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, to the young people, I'll say this. A lot of, a lot of folks, I've seen folks need, going out and trying to get jobs, young and old alike. And, you know, if, if, you're, if you're 17, 18, 19, 20, you're just caught out of college, hard to get a job, you have no experience, nobody wants to hire you. If you're 50, 60 years old, people say, oh, you're too old, we don't want you. Like, really? You know what the Bible says here? <laughs> it says, he will make a way. So a lot of times we throw people, we're nervous about going out, and we say it this way sometimes. He's got to go out there and make a way for himself. Go out and make a way. No, friends, we don't have to make a way. We need to seek the way, which is Jesus, and he will make a way. Because he's the way maker. You're not going out to earn a living. You're going out to serve God and use your gifts. God will provide the increase. He'll give seed to the sower and bread for eating. See, we can't be carnal. We can't, we can't allow ourselves to take on the mentality of the world. You know, you can't worry like they worry. You can't, you can't do that. Oh, somebody will get that in a bit. Look what, I, what, look what Isaiah says in, in the God's Word translation, same scripture. Forget what happened in the past. You, know, you cannot, you can't, you've got to stop rehearsing the, the disappointments again and again and again. You can't live there. Forget what happened in the past and do not dwell on events from long ago because I am going to do something new. Can you believe that? Can you believe that God's going to do something new for your family? Can you believe God's going to do something for you and your health and your body? Can you believe that? I can. I receive that. Praise God. He's going to do something new. And it's already happening. Hallelujah. Don't you recognize it? I will clear away in the desert. I'll make rivers in the dry land. Hallelujah. Look what it says in the New Living Translation. Forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Whether you had a good 2012 or 20, the whole stretch, the last decade or not. 
If it was a lousy decade, consider that as nothing. God's going to just blow that away with what he's got for you. I said, blow it away. Turn captivity. Oh, I love that message recently that we talked about the God of the turnaround. But even if you had a good year, you can't just rest on that. Oh, that was glory days back there. No, he's going to blow it away. Can God blow things away? Can he outdo himself? I, I believe he can. I know he can. So turn to your number and say, you know he can. <laughs> you know he can. It's nothing to be compared with what he is about to do. I'm about to do something new. I think we need to camp there. There's an anointing on that right there. The enemy has tried to box some of you in to make you think that my set of circumstances are set. And uh, this is a straight and a tight place. I hate that, says the Lord. Because my way is never tight and so straight like that. But it's a large and a free place. And so when the enemy comes to you and says, Yes, but I'm on a fixed income. Don't agree with the world. For what they call so-called fixed is actually broken. Whatever age you are, understand that God is able to do something new and create something new and open things up, open doors, open other dimensions for those that call on Him and create a way. Regardless of your age, regardless of your gender, God is the way maker. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We Somebody ought to worship the Lord right there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. He'll make a way. He'll make a way. Thank you, Lord. You're making a way. Make a way. Make a way. Yeah. And the enemy would lie and say, these are your set of circumstances and there's nothing else. So get used to it. Not so, saith the Lord. Not so. Not so. Because I am making a new thing. Hallelujah. There, a new thing. Uh, it wasn't in the picture yesterday. Well, how can tomorrow be more glorious today? Because I'll create something. I'll create something. I'll stir something. I'll make it just for you. I'll tailor make it just for you. Something new just for you. And I'll see to it that it gets to you. <laughs> Better days. Better days. Higher ways. Praise God. How many of you can just be encouraged tonight? Hela malamasa, forget about what's happened. Don't keep old, going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. Isaiah 43 in the Message Bible. Hallelujah. You've heard this term in the world. You hear this all the time. 
big explosion in San Bruno, and court case, the, you know, the commission is there, and then, and then, uh, then they say, well, moving forward, we're going to put, implement this plan, and moving forward, we're going to do this with the gas lines, and moving forward, we're going to do this with the 707 jumbo jets, and moving forward, we're going to do this with the economy. Friends, they're not moving forward. <laughs> I said they're not moving forward. <laughs> But that term, I mean, they would like to move. I should say it this way. Forgive me. Unless you and I pray, it won't move forward. Is that a better way of saying I, I, I felt that. That's why it's so important for you and I to pray. Because the counsels of moving forward, the counsels of improving the counsels of things getting better do not come from this earth. They come from the councils of heaven. Man cannot make things better on his own. We cannot save ourselves. But praise God, when the councils come from heaven and the anointing comes down and you get an anointed person that knows what they're doing because they're un- they've got an unction and the hand of the Lord is upon them, like Joseph in Egypt. That saved many people alive. As a matter of fact, one man. That's why you're important. Wherever you are in life, you're important. That's right. Amen. Because the wisdom of God flowing through you, like Joseph, can help many people. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. He saved the known world back in his day. Nations from all around came to Egypt for grain. The entire world was starving. But Joseph was a man of God in whom the Spirit of God was. And he operated in that. Friends, the Spirit of God is in you. He's on you. He's, he's glowing on you. Praise God. Amen. So this phrase of moving forward. What about that phrase, moving forward? Let's talk about it. In Philippians chapter 3 and verse, verse 12 through 14, moving forward is put into the heart of every human being, naturally and then supernaturally. It's just placed in our soul. And Paul says it this way, not that I have now attained, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, it's up on the screen for you. Not that I have now attained this ideal or have already been made perfect, but I press on to lay hold of grasp and make my own that for which Christ the Messiah has laid hold on me and made me his own. I do not consider, brethren, that I've captured and made it my own yet. But one thing I'm doing, this is my one aspiration. I'm going to forget what lies behind and I'm going to strain forward to the hope or to that which lies ahead. I press toward the mark something better. Something better. The supreme uh, uh, and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us where? Downward? Upward. Upward. You see, in God, it's always upward. It's always advancing. Pastor was preaching Sunday morning. Remember what he said? He said the universe is expanding at how many? The speed of light? I'm thinking like, wow. Expanding, that's God. Hallelujah. Let me... Let me uh, read something from the book of Ezekiel, just to, if I haven't already convinced you about God's 
passion for you to increase and to move forward and to progress. Let me just read several scriptures to maybe light the fire under you, to break the shackles that the enemy has put about you to say that things are the same or they're getting worse. No, 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 they're not getting worse. They're getting better for the believer. Notice what he says in Ezekiel 36. I'm using reading God's uh, God's word translation, verse 10 of Ezekiel 36. I will increase the number of people who live on you, speaking of Israel. All the people of Israel, all of them will live on you. The cities will be inhabited and the ruins shall be rebuilt. I will increase. Where was I? Did I? The number of the people and animals that live in you. They will grow and become many. I will let people live on you as, as in the past. I will make you say that phrase, better off. I will make you better off. This, listen, I know this was written for somebody else, but I know, I know that I know the Holy Ghost had me look this up for you. You've got to know, no matter what job you left behind, no matter what relationship, or no matter what you felt the disappointment happened in decades past or last year, The Lord is saying, I will make you better off than you ever were before. Better off. Better off. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Well, how am I going to know that it's the Lord when you're better off? Well, Well, what do you mean better off? When you're healthier and stronger. When your bank accounts begin to increase. When your joy level is up. When you win more souls to Christ than ever before. When it's easier to get out of bed. When you've got motivation. When you're inspired. Those of you that are given to invention. Those of you that are given to to invention, when, when, when ideas strike your mind and you begin to just jot things down and when you feel motivated, you've got to, when you start going to conventions and you start doing things, you start being creative, the juices begin to flow. That's increase. When your marriage is better. When there's peace between you and your kids. How about this? Peace in your own soul. That's increase. When you set yourself to do a project and it actually gets done (laughs) and it gets done well and you're happy about it. When you walk through hell and don't even smell of smoke and didn't even notice because you got so much joy on you. Hallelujah. When you walk right through disease. Well, you've got this condition in your body. Well, okay, that's what the doctor says. Then you turn to what the Lord says. Okay, condition, smundition. I've got the word on this. I'm going to walk right through it. I got a word for you. Just go ahead and you go ahead and you walk right through it. You just walk right through it. You know, the spirit of a strong spirit of a man will sustain him through infirmity. Hallelujah. Jesus is the healer. And he takes care of his bride. I'm going to take a side journey. 822, I'm going to take a side journey. We're admonished in the book of Ephesians that husbands are supposed to nurture and care for their wives. Right? Amen. They're supposed to watch over her and, and care for her and, 
and 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 pamper her. I'm sorry, sister. I didn't. Okay, just checking. What kind of a Lord, what kind of a husband would Jesus be to his bride if he's got all this healing in his wing and we're gagging here on the earth? Come on, somebody. I'm sorry, that's the wrong picture. He, the head of the church, loves you. And he's got healing in his wings and he's generous to nurture you, strengthen you, help you, wash that off of you. No doubt about it. Hallelujah. Never, never fear anything. But today, right now, we're talking about sickness and disease. We're not afraid. I, that little song Sunday morning was so awesome. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Woo! Healing rain is falling down. He's in the healing business, friends. Hallelujah. So, uh, look at this, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I like this one. Did we read that already? We did. Okay. Well, let me let me go back to this. I'm gonna read that phrase that was so good. I will make you better off than ever before. That was back in Ezekiel thirty six in the in the God's Word translation. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. This is God's word on the subject. As soon as Babylon's seventy years are up and not a day before, I'll show up. And take care of you as I promised. I mean, let's face it. We all want somebody to take care of us. <laughs> we, want, we want to know that we're being taken care of. Somebody said amen. amen. But you see, I'm telling you what. The Republicans aren't going to take care of you. The Freedom Liberty Party, the Tea Party's not going to take care of you. The Democrats aren't. God said, I am going to take care of you. That's what he says. You got to catch this. As I promised. Listen. And bring you back home. What's home? That place that's secure. That place. So, so look at I, Pastor Tom, I have been jerked around all over. My life is out the window. I'm living out of boxes. I don't know one day to the next. Hey, God's bringing you home. Welcome home. He's bringing you home. A stable place where there's peace. Hallelujah. Established in righteousness. Peaceable habitations. Hallelujah. That's God's will for you. Hallelujah. That's increase, friends. Now notice this. Where was it? Yeah, I'm going to take care of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I love this part. I'm gonna, I promise to bring you back home. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> God knows what he's doing and he's taking care of you. You know, if you, if you didn't hear that message about the God of the Turan, you need to go get that because I can't possibly do everything, but I can just bleed over, splash over just a little bit. And that is, there is a mandate for your blessing. The Lord has commanded the blessing on His children, okay? And if you're a believer, no matter where you go, it's like a warrant for your arrest. It's chasing you down. Where are they? Oh, they're in Africa. Okay, go to Africa. Oh, they just got on a jet. They're going back to France. Okay, you go over there. They'll bless you there. That means, see, there's, there is a warrant for your blessing. And here's a thought. Wherever you go, wherever you go, the blessing's trying to follow you. And, and God's touching people's, tapping them on the shoulder. Bless Ed. I want you to bless Ed. I want you to bless Lynn. I want, to, I want you to bless, you know, 
Serena, I want you to bless this person. But if, if that person doesn't respond, he'll cause blessing and deliverance to arise out of another place. There's always another place. God's got another person, another shoulder to tap. Because you're a marked man. You're a marked woman for blessing. It shall come upon you and overtake you. (laughs) So he, you know, her uncle told Esther, he said, you know, you know, Esther, if you don't stand up and do the right thing right now, then who knows? God is going to bring salvation or deliverance from someplace else. That told me that if one person doesn't obey and, and it doesn't work out in one way, don't worry about it. It's coming another way. You are blessed. Whether you like it or not, you're blessed. Now quit running away from the blessing and just be blessed. Agree with God. Speak right. Oh, I'm getting... Hallelujah. He said, I know what I'm doing. Jeremiah 29, 11 in the Message Bible. Listen, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you and not abandon you. Plans to give you a future that you hope for. God's future plan for you will make you happy. You'll be, we'll all be happy with what God has for us. Hallelujah. Just really, really happy. So in God, friends, the latter end is always better than the former. Always. Everything in God. I'm talking about in God. Everything in God. The latter is always better. Well, give me some scripture and verse. Okay, let's talk about the houses. Haggai 2.9. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. There's one right there. All right, let's go to 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, all of us is unveiled face because we continue to behold in the word, uh, the word of God as in a mirror. The glory of the Lord are constantly being transformed or changed into his very own image in ever increasing, say increasing. It is a ever decreasing, ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another it's always an upward progression somebody said amen. amen for this comes from the lord which is the spirit look what it says psalm 115 this scripture came up recently in services and i like this scripture take this one home if it's the last one we do take this one home with you you who this is psalm 115 11 through 14 you who reverently fear the lord trust in and rely and lean on the lord He is their help and their shield. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Beckhusen. Hallelujah. I heard Beckhusen over there. He will bless the house. If I hear you, I'll mention your name. Hernandez. Okay. Put your name in there. All right. The house of Aaron, the priesthood. He will bless those who reverently... Now, I want you to catch this. He will bless those who reverently and worshipfully fear the Lord, both small and great. You need to catch this. It isn't how old you are, or how rich you are, how how old you are, how young you are. If you reverently fear the Lord, I have a question. Can a nine-year-old person reverently fear and worship the Lord? Can an 89-year-old, well, how old is sister right here? 92. 92 years old? She was 94. 95. 95. Help me with her name too. Antonia is 95. Okay, 95. Okay, is that too old for God to bless somebody? 
included in that scripture. I said included. We've got to break from the mindset that it's only a certain age group. No, friends, a child can give his little lunch to Jesus. Invest it with Jesus. Jesus will multiply it and say, say that no, see that nothing is wasted. And 12 basketfuls will come back. And those baskets were huge. That little kid came home like this. They had a caravan. <laughs> that happened to a little kid. Say little kid. God can use little kids. I feel, I feel an unction right here with Pastor Nancy. He could use Samuel, can't he? Yes. Little young Samuel. He could speak to Samuel. Using, he could use 17-year-old David. Hello, somebody. Here's a good one for those of us that are more mature. He could use Joshua and Caleb. Yes. Yes. 80. Listen. We need to stretch our, our, our spirits here. 80 years old. 80 years old. And they said, kind of like Gandalf, you know. And they said, listen, I'm ready to go in and to go out for war. Give me my sword. Let me get, I'm ready. Let's go out. Let's go do this thing. Let's get it done. If I get a high five from them and go, huh, huh, huh. let's do it. Huh, huh. 80 years old. Now, Joshua and Caleb, my eye is not dim. Listen, neither is my strength abated. Don't buy into this that you're getting. Oh, don't buy into that for those of us, because we there was uh, David that was. Oh, he's too young. And now we got Joshua and Caleb. They're 80 years old. Oh, they're too old. No, they're not. As long as you've got breath and you reverently and worshipfully fear the Lord. He will bless the work of your hand. You've got work to do, friends, on the earth. We all do. Amen. Wow, I can tell we need to wrap this up. I'm having a good time tonight. How about you? May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. Did it say, may the Lord give you decrease? It's not part of God's plan. Decrease is not a part of His plan. The only thing that decreases is if you're not faithful with what God gave you to do and you're fearful. But that's not you and that's not me. You got those little those servants he gave one talent, two talent, five talents. Those the five talent dude went out and invested it and did something. The two talent dude went out and invested it. The guy with the one talent, well he was scared. He wasn't thinking right. He was thinking like the world. He buried his talent. When Jesus came back, you wicked servant. He says, you thought I was, you thought I was going to be harsh? Okay, fine. Give it back to me. Give it to the person that, give the guy that, that worked up to the ten and give it to him. Listen, here's the general principle in the kingdom. To whoever has will more be given. And he that has not, even what he has is going to be Exactly. So whatever God has put in your hand to do, use it in the name of Jesus. Don't be afraid. This is not a time to be afraid. This is a time to pray. See, God, this is what I've got. I'm going to use it for God. I'm going to use it for God. I'm going to use it for God. Visiting the sick, feeding the hungry, 
witnessing on the streets, praying with people, coming to prayer meetings, whatever it is, whatever it is, do it as unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And more will be given. Okay, how are we going to wrap this up? Oh, I'm going to skip that part, but I'm going to say this. Hallelujah. How are we going to do this? Increase is a part of God's life for you. I think that's good tonight. I think we've done pretty good. Amen? I think we've done pretty good. What we're going to do right now is we're going to pray and leave this on the recording because this is going to touch somebody. Lord, I thank you for what you showed us in prayer the other day. And the word that you brought up in my spirit was the word opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. Opportunities, opportunities, opportunities. I thank you, Father, for opportunities. You wouldn't bring that up to our attention unless, unless it was vital for us as a congregation, as families, as, as moms, dads, as sons, daughters, uh, as a sons and daughters, <laughs> to step into these opportunities. And I thank you, Lord, that you've made opportunities for us. Hallelujah. 2013, taking opportunity, every opportunity to redeem the time. For the days are evil, they're short. And so, Lord, I pray for my friends that they'll be able to take advantage of those opportunities that you're presenting to them. Hallelujah. But there's another thing that comes along with that, and that is... That in order for us to be able to do what you're impressing us as an opportunity, we're going to have to understand to put the right things first. That was another prayer uh, word that came up just for over and over the word first, first, first. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for uh, my friends here today. And I pray, Lord, that you would show them what's the first step. What's the first move? What's the first thought? What's the first part that you have for them? I thank you that you'll make it clear. I thank you that seeking the kingdom of God and finding a place of peace in God and, and, and covering the righteousness uh, aspect and, and uh, following after peace and love, that's a part of the first uh, 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 part of, 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 of the process of 2013. But at the top of the year, I worship you and I thank you that you have already begun to manifest your glory. You've already begun to show us that better days <laughs> are yet ahead of for us. Praise God. And we're enjoying today. Today is wonderful. The glory of God today is wonderful. But Lord, so great will the glory be upon us that also uh, others will look on us and say, Wow, the glory of the Lord is on them. As uh, Truly, as it says in Isaiah 60, Arise and shine for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And those circumstances which would lay others very low. Your glory has lifted us very high. Hallelujah. And so glory days are not gone. We're living in glory days. And we as a congregation, Father, we just embrace you to go from one degree of glory to another. In Jesus' name, I pray for my friends, Lord. Let their health Go from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory and strength, vitality, vitality in Jesus' name. 
Let weakness yield now to strength. And to those that are sad with a weak and a failing spirit, let, let hope and joy make its way and let depression and heaviness yield right now in Jesus' name. And let lack yield to abundance in this day and in this hour of glory. And Lord, we prophesy and agree with your word that better days are ahead. I thank you that our relationships will be Daily improving, hallelujah. Improvement, improvement, improvement as we put you first. Hallelujah. And as we seek those opportunities, hallelujah. Thank you for it, Lord. Isn't God good, friends? Hallelujah. Isn't he good? Isn't the kingdom of God good? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's marvelous. It doesn't come from anywhere else comes from Him. Hallelujah. You get anything out of this tonight? Hallelujah. Let's give Him praise. Amen. God, we praise You. We worship You.